There is nothing, absolutely nothing, like being able to serve yourself food when you need it. And that's what On Demand is about. You get to sit down at the Word of God when you can, when you're off work, when you have free time, and allow God to speak to you. So you're here with me today to have an On Demand journey. So join me today for a message that will unlock truth in your life and give you peace and blessing, I pray in Jesus' name. Enjoy today's message. I want to know today what your plans are for your life. In our theme for the coming year, our theme is dreaming again. Can you say that with me, please? Come on. You didn't say it like you meant it. Come on, say dreaming again. That's almost, almost convincing. I need you to say it again. Say dreaming again. Have you ever met a dreamer? Have you ever met somebody that was excited about life, that was too loud, too excited, too emotional, jumped too much, laughed too much, smiled too much? They were absolutely on fire when it came to talking about their life. As a matter of fact, every time you see them, they want to talk to you about their life. They want to tell you where they're going, what they're going to do, what they're going to buy, what school they're going to go to, what, what they're going to do with their life, where their family is going. That kind of person is infectious. Are you that kind of person? Are you the kind of person who has a real vision for your life, a real passion for your life? Now, I didn't say your neighbor's life or your kid's life or anybody else's life. This is a, a mistake parents make all the time, and grandparents can join the same mistake. You can be more excited about your grandkids and your kids than you. You can be more excited about the company you work for than you working for the company. If you're not careful, your entire life will be around somebody else's vision and somebody else's passion. And you won't be excited. When you look in the mirror, are you excited about the way you look? There's nothing like looking in the mirror and say, yeah, there you go. Let me say it again. There's nothing like looking in the mirror and going, all right, there you go. Sharp. You need to feel good about you. And if you're not good at feeling good about you, it's going to be hard to feel good about somebody else. It's going to be hard to celebrate anybody else's success. There's something about saying, I'm glad, I'm proud, I'm happy to be me. Can you say, I'm happy? To be me. See, you didn't say it. Some of you said right there, I ain't saying it. <laughs> well, if you're not happy about you, how is anybody else going to be happy about you? Why would somebody else want to marry you if you sad and sad and sad? Who wants to be with a sad person? Who wants to be with somebody that doesn't believe in themselves? Who's always down on yourself? I don't even talk about myself. I do not talk about Ricky because Ricky doesn't like it. Ricky says good things about himself. If this side of my head look good, I turn to that side and say, there you go. That's the good side. They'll tell you on the video that they put some videos up that I don't like. I say, take that down. That's a bad angle. I need a good angle. So that I can feel good about me. Lift your hands up high above your head. Say, I feel good about me. That's half-hearted. You're not there yet. Lift your hands up above your head. Say, I feel good about me. There's something about feeling good about me. Well, it sounds like you're being a motivational guy. Well, let's be demoted. How about that? Let's get sad. Let's, let, let's win everybody to Jesus so we can look like we're sad. That's one of the reasons why churches are in great decline today. Because people think you're sad. People think you don't have a purpose and a goal that you are not, they're not interested in joining your, your team because your team doesn't win. Now, I don't know if you're like me. I don't like my team to lose, Ever. I have a problem with that, and I'm working on it. I'm not a bad sport. Let me say it again. I'm not a bad sport. I just don't like to see them lose by 20 points. I'm a big basketball fan, and then they start losing by 20 points. I have a problem. I don't want superheroes to lose. When I watch a superhero, I want Superman to fly and beat everybody down. I can't stand somebody who's a superhero and gets beat up the whole movie. I can't stand it. I want you to walk in, everybody fall down. That's what I want you to do. 
I want you to be strong. And there's something about this story I'm going to read to you today. And in this story, it's about really a person who is awesome. He starts out with this incredible life. Isaiah is his name. He's a king. Starts when he's 16. And this kid steps into power and he is amazing. He is the one you write about. They talk about him on CNN, MSNBC, CNN, all the ends. They talk about him because he's amazing. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1 says this. In the year that King Isaiah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up. And the train of his robe filled the temple. When he walked through the temple, the train of his robe filled the temple. 16 years old, walking around, and everybody, that's Isaiah right there. He was amazing. What's really, though, amazing was when I read this for years, I really didn't fully understand what it meant. So I dug into this guy's life. And what I saw was, up front, he looked like somebody that you'd admire and say, he has a bright future. You ever seen somebody like that? This guy is going to be the most successful leader we've ever had. He is phenomenal. His train filled temple I saw the Lord sitting high on the throne high and lifted up and the train of his robe filled the temple the Lord is high and the Lord is up it's amazing if you read that wrong this is not really about Isaiah not really it's really about the Lord so I fooled you a little bit. It's not about him because in this text it said Isaiah died. I wondered why, why was this important to say? Let me tell you a little bit of history and you might see why I hot off this together. First of all, look with me if you would please and notice in 2 Chronicles chapter 26 verse 1. It said, now the people of Judah took Isaiah who was 16 years old and made him king instead of his father Amaziah. He built Elath and restored it to Judah after the king rested with his fathers. Verse 3, Isaiah was 16 years old when he became king, says it again, and he reigned how many years? 52 years in Jerusalem. This is a guy who's reigning at an early age. When you first saw him, it was impressive, but somehow now his death is a point of interest to Isaiah. There's this moment where God is lifted up and glorified because something between here and there went wrong in Isaiah's leadership. This is a guy who, as I said, made an incredible difference. This is a guy who was incredibly impressive. When he walked in the room, everybody knew this was the guy that was going to be the guy. His, his glory was great, but somehow at his death, we're not talking about his glory anymore. His glory has diminished, not increased, and the Lord is lifted up. Because what really will happen, you'll see in the story, is Isaiah got uplifted. Somewhere between here and there, the great guy with the great potential changed. The guy that we dreamed would be amazing turned out to make an 
a crucial mistake, which we'll talk about later on. Let me show you what he did. And I, I, I put this in bold print, so hang with me as we read through it. What I call these are key verses, and I have them underlined for you. So this key verse one, key verse two, key verse three, key verse four. Come on, say one, two, three, four. Say it again. Say one, two, three, four. So this guy is going to be pointed out in four key verses, and there are four things I want you to notice. So watch this with me. First of all, notice in what I call key verse one, that he was 16 years old when he started in verse one. Notice in verse three, he reigned for how many years? 53 years. 50, 50 how many years? Two years. I can read on a good day. Notice key verse two, verse five. He sought God in the days of Zechariah. That's the, that's, the, that's the prophet that was in charge when he was, was leading. Who had an understanding in the visions of God and as long as he sought the Lord. Read this with you, please. Come on. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him what? Prosper. He starts out prospering. He starts out going in the right direction. He's solid and he looks like he's going to last. It looks like this is the guy who wants to go all the way. And that is the question for the day. How far do you want to go? And when will you run into yourself and not go as far as we thought you would? Some of you are there now. Are you the kind of person who looks like you're going to go a long, long way but in the end, you find yourself like this guy. Look at key verse 2, verse 6. He went out and made war with the Philistines and broke down the wall of Gath. He built cities, it says in verse 6. Look at verse 7. It says that God helped him against the Philistines, against the Arabians. Look at verse 7. He goes on to say, and against the Meunites. Verse 8 says, the Amorites brought tri tribute to Isaiah. His fame spread as far as the entrance of Egypt, and he became exceedingly strong, verse 8 says. Verse 9, Isaiah built towers in Jerusalem. Verse 10 says, he built towers in the desert. Verse 10 says, he, made, he dug wells, for he had much livestock. Verse 10 goes on to say, he also had farmers and vine dressers and the mountains and in, and in Carmel. And he loved the soil. This is a soil guy. He cared about what we grew. Verse 11. Moreover, Uzziah had an army of fighting men who went out to war by companies according to the number on their role as prepared. He had a large army. Verse 12 says, the total number of the chief uh, officers of the mighty men of valor was 2,000. Look at this now. He had, these are his special forces. He had 2,600 special force guys. Verse 13 says, and under their authority was an army of 307,500 men. That would make his army the 10th largest in the world today. Today. That would be the 10th largest army today, this year. Amazing. Look at, with me, look at me, key verse, key verse 3, verse 15. Isaiah prepared for them, for their entire army, shields, spears, helmets, body armor, bows, slings to cast stones. He made devices in Jerusalem. He invented, he invented by skilled men, watch this now, invented by skilled men to be on the towers of the corners to shoot arrows and large stones. So his fame, his fame spread far and wide, for he was marvelously helped 
until he became strong. He was marvelously helped by God until he became strong. He had the latest weapons. He had the latest tools. He gave his army the best tools. He was amazing. That looks great. Wow. This was a guy who started at what age? Everybody say 16. This was a guy who reigned for how many years? 52 years. Now, if you look at the top of your notes, I put a fun fact up there for you that you might like. You ready? That meant he reigned for 13 of our presidential terms. You know, our terms of four years. He reigned for, he, was, he, he wasn't elected, but he, if he were elected, it would be 13 times he would have won the election. That means I'm 61. He would have been the president since I was nine. From 9 to 61, he would have been the president. This was a guy that was in power. There is no way you'd look at this guy and think, this is, not a, this is a guy that's not going to make it. No, this is a guy that's going to go a long, long way. He's amazing. He's the dream. You want to be like somebody? Be like this guy. But what happened to him? In the end, <laughs> wow, the, the end is amazing. Key verse 4, right? He comes to a surprising ending. He became lifted up with pride at 68 years old. Not 16, 68 years old. It's amazing. It takes you sometimes a long time to be crazy. Some of you, are, <laughs> you didn't have to do this when you were a teenager, but now that you're 51, 61, 68, 68, and he makes a decision, all of a sudden, watch what he does. Look at me, let me show you. He does this incredible thing that surprises everybody. Verse 17. The Bible said, verse 16, so, he, so when he had come, so when he was strong, when he was strong, his heart was lifted up. So when he was strong, his heart was lifted up. So when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction. He transgressed against the Lord, his God, by entering the temple of the Lord to burn incense on the altar of incense. There were certain things the priests were supposed to do, and there were certain things he wasn't supposed to do. He was not supposed to go in the temple and he was not supposed to light incense. Incense was a form of prayer to God, but it was was a very special moment. And and God set aside the the children of Aaron to do that. And he was not to go in and go in and do that. But he decided, since I'm the king and I've been here for 52 years, I can do what I want. So one day he gets arrogant and he goes in there and he starts doing it on his own. And so they try to stop him. They try to stop him. So Azariah, the priest, went out, went in after him. And, and, and with him were 80 priests of the Lord, valiant men. And they withstood King Uzziah and said to him, It is not for you, Uzziah, to burn incense to the Lord. For the priests, the sons of Aaron, who are consecrated to burn incense, get out of the sanctuary, for you have trespassed. You have no honor for, from the Lord our God. Now, that is amazing. This is, the, this, is, this is a guy who's being confronted about his change of direction. He's going now in the wrong direction. Can you say with me? Please say, he's going in the wrong direction. If you ever want to reach your dream, if we ever want to reach our dream, we have to be able to hear this. You have to be able to hear somebody say, wrong direction. Let's practice. Come on, say, wrong. You're not working with the preacher. Why are your hands over there? Get over here. Come on. Say wrong direction. Say it again. Come on, say wrong direction. There's something about being able to hear you are going in the wrong direction. Wrong attitude, wrong approach, wrong way to be a wife, 
wrong way to be a husband, wrong way to do business, wrong way to take care of yourself. Wrong. How do you do that? How do you deal with that? Well, I'm a man. Don't be telling me what to do. I'm grown. Didn't nobody ask you that? I know who you are, but you're going in the wrong direction. <laughs> so he refused to allow anyone to correct him. Watch what happened. Isaiah became furious. And he had a censer in his hand, one of those little incense things in his hand, to burn incense. And while he was angry with the priest, leprosy broke out on his forehead. Oh, boy, okay. I don't know if he could see himself in that little thing he was holding up, but he saw <laughs> leprosy. Oh, boy, that's bad. Somebody said, what's that? Something you don't want? One of them diseases that kind of make your hands shrivel up and then your hands and your fingers start falling off. It's bad. Skin get ugly. You just, it's not good. And it don't go away. There was no cure. So what's interesting is Isaiah became furious and while he was mad, of course, Azariah, the chief priest, and all the priests looked at him, and there on his forehead he was leprous. So they thrust him out of the place. Indeed, he was, he was hurried to get out because the Lord had struck him. The Lord had struck him. The Lord had done what? See, here's what I want to say, and I'm not trying to scare you. I want you to hear this for a second. <laughs> I don't play with God. That's me. Do you know there's some people you're trying to help? God can't help them because nobody can stop them. They're dreaming Whole church got a dream, but the church don't like young people. Whole church is not honest with their money. Preachers not honest, not living right. I'm not trying to, I'm not saying I'm a holy problem, I'm a perfect person. I'm trying to make a point though. I believe that you cannot just do anything. We can. We have dreams, but with that dreams comes a responsibility. So the Bible says he, verse 21 at age 68 years old, is isolated. <laughs> King Uzziah was a leper, verse 21, until the day of his death. And he dwelt in an isolated house. Imagine walking around in your house and you've been the king for 13 terms, 52 years, and all you can do is look in every mirror and see your mistake because nobody can stop you. Is that you? You're so caught up in your dream that you're not listening. You're so caught up in your passion, you're forgetting God. You're so caught up in your life. If you're not careful, you'll be walking around. There's somebody right now walking around a jail cell. You had all those chances. But you get out, you got to go rob somebody. Really, that's what you got to go do, get your $50. What in the world are you doing? You're so, you're so busy trying to be a big drug person. You're so cool. You're in church right now, but when you're not here, you're the hood. You know what I'm saying? You're man. If you're not careful, you'll be like this guy. Let me tell you, your dream is a big dream, but the question is, how far are you willing to go? Are you willing to go all the way or just dance for a little bit up here and, and have a great time? I've been the pastor of this church a long time. I've been here for 38 years. I can give you some stories of people who heard my best sermons, heard the best messages, had great dreams, but they never got there. You know why? Because <laughs> they weren't willing to pay the price. They wouldn't want to say no to themselves. Will you last? That's the question. Will we last as a church? My time is up, and I want you to think about this. Whew, man, I love all I see. I love it. I love, the, I love the fact that you come. I love the fact that you, you work with me. I love the fact that we could do all these things you're going to see in a little bit. 
Our end of the year is amazing. All the stuff we did, all the people we touched, thousands of people. But let me tell you something. The question is, will we last? Will you last? You're not going to last unless you're serious. You're not going to last unless you let somebody stop you. Wrong direction. We got to be stronger. We got to be more determined. Stand on your feet. I'm done. I'm done. You done? Yeah, I'm done, man. People talk a long time because they don't know what they want to say. When you know what you want to say, you just say it and stop. Look at the preacher for a second. We're not done with the service now. We got more for you. We got some more worship, some more praise. We'll be out here in about 20, 30 minutes, but just hang in here. We got a little bit more for about 20 more minutes of worship. Because I want to seal what you've heard today in your spirit. I want to pray for you, and we're going to let you go in a minute. And I shouldn't apologize because some people keep y'all a whole lot longer than this. Come on, say amen. Every hand lifted. God, we come today to be stopped by you. The dreams that we have can never come true if we don't stop. The vision that you have for our lives can never happen if we don't stop eating the way we're eating. If we don't stop thinking the way we're thinking. This marriage is over if we don't change the way we manage this relationship. This career will never advance if we don't change. Put your hands down. Look at the preacher for a second. I want you to picture this for a minute. Wrong direction. You can have a dream. We can have a dream. But we are going in the wrong direction. God, you see it sometimes. It makes you mad with yourself. You say, man, I should have saw that. But you wasn't listening to anybody. Let this night be the night. Let this be the year that you stop yourself. You stop and say, okay. Now, with every head bowed, every eye closed, if you'd say, Pastor Ricky, what you said today helped me see I've been going in the wrong direction in my walk with God I'm not letting him stop me I am doing what I want to do and I am ignoring him and I don't want it to take a, a bad experience I don't want to lose my opportunity to do better because I ignore God today I want to go all the way I don't want to be the guy who just looks like he has potential. I want to have potential. I want you to pray for me. That's all I'm going to do. Pastor, I want you to pray for me today so that when I leave out of here, I've made a decision that will be the decision this year to change my life forever. If you're here and that's your desire and you want me to pray for you, just put your hand up. Say, yeah, Pastor, that's me. Let me see. See 10, 20, 30, 40 people. Do I see anybody else? I'm looking around to see. I see you. I see you all in the back. 40, 50 of you. 
Father, I lift up every hand. I pray for everyone whose hands are up today. And I pray the Holy Spirit would touch them. Everyone join them. Lift your hands with them. Father, we join with them today. And we say in Jesus' name, we surrender to you. We ask you to be the Lord of our life today. Where you have not been invited in, we invite you in. We ask you to make the difference in our life. We ask you to heal our hearts, stir our minds, bring our, bring our lives to the next place that you want it to be. We hear you, and we praise you, and we thank you, and we honor you, and we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Now, God, we pray for the strategies for building up the dreams that we have. Show us how to do it right. Sunday, we're going to pick up on that theme. This weekend, Saturday and Sunday, we're going to pick up on the theme, and we're going to look at some strategies, four strategies in next month's series. Four strategies that can help us get to the place we want to be. And so we give you glory and honor for it in Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. Can you give God a big hand if you got the message? God bless you. Well, I pray you enjoyed today's message. I pray that it lifted you up. You know, the Bible said the word of God can go down to the very marrow of the bone. It can reach into the very deep parts of your soul. And I hope you were blessed today. If you like the message, it helped you. Link it and send it to a friend. I really appreciate you being with us today. And I pray that God will use this word to bless you and many others. You have a blessed day. God bless.